Are we all here? Are we all fucking here? I'm gone again. Dude, it's a packed house. Yeah. Okay, okay. So since we got everyone here, I'm going to try this new voice. <laughs> Duffman is going to do introductions. He says, if you don't eat ass, don't. Mr. Rob, Fortune Rob, how are you? It's funny because I also have an ass-eating joke. Let's see if I can find it in my fucking mess of a desk right now. Go. Ah, um, come on, I need the segue. Come on. Oh, yeah, okay. All right. He's sitting at the, he, okay, wait, wait. He's sitting at the table for glasses because he likes to eat glass, or at least the end of it, Jomo. Oh! Oh, I'm a thought. Yeah, I'm a thought. It is what it is. <laughs> the great, great joke, Mr. Rob Fortune. All right. This man yells, feeling lucky, as he lines up three rails. Mr. Harley Baker. Harley, how are you? Three rails, yes. You can find <sighs> ass-eating jokes by Rob Fortune for $5.99 on Amazon. Mm, thank God. Oh, thank it's a book, yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. How to Eat Ass, a, a Rob Fortune story. Part, part <laughs> of a trilogy. <laughs> if Dick, remember if, Dick, if Dick's could queef? Uh, what was that from South Park? What was that? No, that was fucking Rob. Rob, Rob said like he had a book on Amazon oh, for five ninety nine yeah. called "If Dick's Could Queef." Uh, okay, that's pretty great. That's pretty great. All right, all right. We say a billion things on this show. All right, it's between drugs or me. He chooses drugs, Mister L. Hefe. Jeff, that's right. Hey. Gotta, I gotta keep up. You know. Hell yeah. How are you? <laughs> we're, okay. we're good how are you all right i ate up until four o'clock in the morning playing video games like an idiot and now i'm here so christ what were you playing please please say red dead redemption <laughs> no i'm not that cool i was playing nintendo because i'm an idiot but it was fun oh no bro, red, red dead is like it's like so five years ago man come on bro <laughs> you shut I mean, your dumb the, whore mouth i'm playing nintendo which is so 35 years ago so i can't Love it. say anything yeah, it comes back though. It, like when when something falls off, like the smart scale, sometimes it goes to the dumbass scale, and sometimes when it falls off the dumbass, when it comes back to genius. So it's okay. Yeah. Hey, we're taking it. We're, ta we're taking it back. We're taking it back. Yeah. All right. He yells, "Get at it faster!" As he's pounded in his ass, Mister Jack Falcon. Why <laughs> 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 do you me while I'm while I'm pounding ass? Why no, do I no. have to get pounded? <laughs> we we come on. Do we all have to get into that? Do we have to? We, <laughs> we, we know that you're getting pounded and that you're so, doing any ass pounding. You're a power so bottom. Rob's, so Rob's eating ass. <laughs> Jack's pounding ass. No, what I'm not. I'm getting doing? pounded in my ass. <laughs> what am I yeah. doing? I'm, 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 you, you, ever, you ever seen Brazilian fart porn? Oh my god! No. Yeah, so oh, yeah. so I'm some I'm I'm smelling ass is what I'm saying. Oh, no. <laughs> ah, <laughs> ay, it's the three musketeers. Ay, the gusto. Okay, gustoso. Sorry, I I pronounce it wrong. Gustoso. Sorry. We are a podcast of anal accomplishment. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I fucking love it. All right. So I got to fuck Mary Kill. Are you guys ready? Get your Duck Duck Go. Get Google. All right. Get uh, Elon Musk to tweet this one out. Fuck Mary Kill. 
Danielle Fischetti. These are all actresses or famous people from Arizona or were born in Arizona, lived in there. Danielle Fischel. So if you remember Boy Meets World, Topanga. Ooh. We have Carrie Russell. She was uh, Felicity in a few movies. And uh, we have Stevie Nicks from Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Rob, Rob usually um, has the wit on this one, so I'm just like, yes, please. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I, i'm gonna go first uh okay so i'm gonna marry danielle fischel maybe that's a, the cliche answer but i think we all had a crush on topanga i think mm-hmm. it's a safe answer to say i'm gonna marry her um so i think the most colorful story comes from uh banging stevie nicks so she's supposed to be a crazy person uh full of drugs full of drama i don't know if i would get out alive let's fucking j- let's roll those dice baby i'm gonna bang stevie nicks <laughs> I don't know Carrie Russell, so I have no I have no feelings about murdering her. So that's what I'm gonna do. Jesus Christ! I don't know. No, uh, no, yeah, that's that, that's that's good thinking. That's good. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'm banging Topanga first off. Mm-hmm. Now Carrie Russell, <clears throat> I felt bad for her for a while. I didn't know she was in the Star Wars stuff, so I thought her career had completely fallen off a cliff. I <coughs> a movie called uh, Antlers, and I fucking loved it. And she was like the main character in that movie, uh, so I love her again. And she's beautiful, so I'm marrying her. Uh, and Stevie Nicks, unfortunately, has her drug fueled, uh, probably like she fucked all the people, all the members of Fleetwood Mac. So, she, you know, she's an animal. Uh, mm-hmm. But unfortunately, by process of elimination, she got to get kicked off a cliff. <laughs> oh, damn. OK. All right. Um, so story on me, my friends and I discuss Boy Meets World way too much. So, of course, I'm going to overthink this. And I hate Topanga. Ask anybody I know. <laughs> I hate her. She's the worst. <laughs> Whoa. Um, I, I have a boy, I have a boy meets world tattoo. Don't don't whatever. I'll go on all day. Whoa, <laughs> where's it? Um, at? my feet actually because I'm an idiot. But okay, so <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna bang Daniel Fischel just so I can a rub it in Corey's face that he couldn't, and then b leave her in the dust. So fuck her. Nice. Um, I'm gonna nice. I'm gonna I'm gonna oh marry Carrie Russell, and I'm gonna I don't care about Stevie Nicks. So solid, solid. Yes, I um, I can start a whole podcast about my hate for Topanga. Wow, we we're gonna have, have to, to do, do that. that. We're gonna have to do it. <laughs> I am. I'm probably gonna have to go for Jack and Rob's option. Um, I don't know any of these apart from probably Kerry Russell from Star Wars. But um, so marrying was it marrying Daniel Fischel? Mm-hmm. Daniel Fischel, uh, fucking Kerry Russell. Um, you could put a plastic bag over her. It's okay. Um, and then, um, yeah, gonna have to drop Stevie Nicks dead. Um, because a, you know, she's had her time, and b, although Fleetwood Mac is good, um, it's just not Chef's case. Wait, did you say you'd have to put a bag over Carrie Russell's head? Ooh, oh, she's hot. That's some disrespectful Sometimes. shit right there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Dude. here we go. Look, here we go. Yeah, there that's the panga. So, yeah. wait, wait, did Jackie went? <laughs> yeah. Every, everybody go? Yeah, yeah, everybody El went. homo. Okay, so, uh, el homo. Y, y, <laughs> el y... homo. Yo, look at Carrie <laughs> Russell, bro. Get the fuck. Here's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm saying. I'm, Yo, I am removing listen. the plastic bag from my head. Then. Yeah, yeah. That Yo, fuck you. You're, you're, you're. <laughs> hey, no, hey. fuck you. No, fuck your butter. Hey, we're, sh- look we're, at, look we're, sh- we're shadow banning fucking Harley Baker. Look at that <laughs> right. picture. Look at that smile. I know, bro. She's gorgeous. Anyway, I got to get this shit out of the way. Danielle Fischel, I'm fucking her. Here's why. DSLs, dick sucking lips, bro. That's what's up. (laughs) 
<laughs> Look at them things, boy. She's gonna put them on them, and she's gonna fucking like. I know she's gonna suck any ball play, any ball play from those lips. Okay, um, I'm gonna marry Carrie Russell because she's got this like classic, like very. You know, reserved look. She has fuck me eyes, all right? And oh, yeah, yeah, she has fuck me eyes. She's she's looking for it. And I'm gonna kill Stevie Nicks because she sounds like a goat being slaughtered every time she sings. <laughs> so might as well just might as well just put her out of her fucking misery. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. <clears throat> you gotta watch out with the hairstyles though. Look at this one. Look at this Carrie Russell picture. Bro. That fucking perm is not working for you. I don't like it. In that situation, the plastic bag is going over that hair. Felicity. You show up with a perm, you're getting yeah. a plastic bag put over Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that movie Due Date with uh, uh, yeah, was it Robert Downey Jr. and yeah, Zach Galifianakis? He had a permanent. <laughs> yeah, he did, yeah. He's a, he's that a, is that, that, that weird for me. It, it, I like it, that movie and it's funny, but there's parts where he's like jerking off in the car, like right next to uh Dude, that's hilarious. Robert what are you talking about? And like the dog is like jerking off in the back too. I was like, this is a little too weird for me. <laughs> Jack Jack's getting a little bit too excited over the feet in that picture. Yo, oh, yo, yeah. I'm, I'm all about feet. What dude, about? I gotta <laughs> dude, I gotta send pics of my feet to only feet. And cause I have oh, I have no, beautiful dude. feet, bro. Even my wife says you have gorgeous feet. I take care dude, of my you sound feet. You like the oldest fuck on earth. What do you mean you have to send it to only feet? Just make an only feet account. Oh shit. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> you would you would make your own account. <laughs> dude, I should I should do only feet, bro. I should yeah, do yeah. Only feet. All right, all right. Of course. All right, all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna pursue that. Maybe to bankroll this fucking no, bankroll this show into fucking propel it to success. <laughs> all right. <laughs> what are we talking about today? We're talking about Jimmy Eat World. Okay. <clears throat> Before we start, there's pretty much been four members of Jimmy Eat World who have been the same since like 1995. So Jim Adkins is a, a lead vocalist and lead guitar player. Uh, Tom Linton is the rhythm guitar player. Uh, Zach Lind is the drummer, and then uh, Rick Birch is the bass player. So we're starting with Clarity, which came out in 1999. However, they had two records before that. We're not going to go into them. Uh, one was self-titled. That came out in 1994. And then in 1996, they had a CD called Static Prevails. So uh, Clarity is a 13-track record released in 1999, coming in just over 64 minutes long. It's the band's third studio album, peaked at number 30 on the U.S. Billboard Heat Seekers chart and includes the singles Lucky Denver Mint and Blister. Uh, Clarity marked the beginning of frontman Jim Adkins' tenure oh as the God. band's main vocalist, taking over from guitarist Tom Linton, who sang lead vocals on the band's 1994 self-titled uh, debut album and co-lead vocals on their sophomore effort, 1996 his static prevails. Jimmy Eat World approached the recording assuming they would not get the opportunity to make another album. Capitol Records gave the band freedom to do what they wanted in the studio as they had no interest in the band at this point. So Jimmy decided to include a variety of extra instrumentation. Clocking it at over 16 minutes long, Goodbye Sky Harbor ends the record and is the longest song in the band's entire catalog. In spite of promotion for uh, Lucky Denver Mint, Clarity was deemed a commercial failure and Capital dropped the band in August 1999. The album has since amassed a cult status uh, and critical acclaim and has been lauded as one of the best emo albums of all time. Rob, what do you think of this record? So this is the reason I started playing guitar, the reason I'm a musician today, the reason I'm doing a uh, a music podcast today. Uh, you know, so... 
Okay, so backing up, um, my when I was ten, I had a uh, punk phase. Like my my brother, sh my brother showed me uh, NF uh, No FX, and he gave me a No FX shirt in ch in exchange for building dirt jumps in his uh, in our backyard <laughs> for his BMX bike. Uh, and then his next phase, he was he was getting into screaming devil music, crust punk, and and uh, death metal and shit. I didn't like that, so for a while, I didn't listen to music at all. But uh, yeah, one time uh, we took a family trip out to Cape Cod and we listened to Clarity from back to from front to back, and uh, it really inspired me to. And that's the re that's the reason I play guitar. Uh, decided to play guitar. And yeah, so I've listened to this album hundreds of times. I really, uh, I really fucking love this album. So Table for Glasses, uh, um, love the dynamics in that song. And uh, okay, so a little bit of music theory, right? So there's there's at least three types of harmony. There's parallel harmonies. So if one goes up, the other the harmony goes up also. So they they stay parallel to each other. There's one where if one goes up, one goes down, and there's another one where one stays the same and one stays the same while the other one moves around. Now, like the 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 vocal harmonies in Table for Glasses, you'll hear all of those vocal harmonies in that one song. Like like the the vocals are written very like carefully, um, which is something you can do when the the tempo is slow and uh, there's room to breathe. Uh, now that might go under the radar for a bunch of people. It might just be like a fucking slow, boring ass song to a lot of people. But to me, this is uh, uh, I fucking love the songwriting on this album, on that song, and it's just like uh, the dynamics, the swelling uh, uh, volume. I don't know. Um, like when I look at a song like A Sunday, like that's a boring song to play on guitar. Like a, a lot of people like this isn't a super exciting album to to play on guitar and and uh, and stuff like that but to me it's excellent songwriting you, it's it's like in in the the verse there you got some guitar parts and then they're they're adding additional guitar parts that, that, again boring to play and then you got additional guitar parts that are just uh you know they're adding in distortion to the background and so like these, all of these individually are boring, nothing tracks, but you, you add them all together. It's like the, the, the songwriting here is so careful, meticulous. Uh, I just think it's a, a professional fucking songwriting. I fucking love them. And when, it, okay, so back to how they, they're, they got dropped uh, by their album on this band, uh, on, fr from this record. So the previous album got trashed by critics also. Um, one critic said these fucking jokers uh write two minute long punk songs they don't know how to write a song they don't know uh so you'll see they 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 were they quite spitefully responded to that criticism on this album uh you got songs like just watch the fireworks maybe my favorite song seven minutes long you know full of cellos and like uh um they they went all out on the instrumentation on that one and uh i fucking admire them for that and so yeah, uh, you we were gonna talk shit about uh, "Goodbye Sky Sky Harbor" song, sixteen minutes long. Yeah, they did that despite the the critic there. Now, okay, so I want to tell a story. Uh, Andy Gould and I, for the ten year anniversary of this album, uh, went to see this uh, played live at the, that venue in Boston. I forget what it's called. Now that this show was sold out, and but but I convinced Andy to go there with me because I have more balls than sense. I, I there's there's at least four times that I've driven hours to a sold out show, just thinking there's gonna be a scalper there. I'm gonna get in somehow, and yeah, we did. We got to see this fucking sold out show. 
it, I fucking loved seeing uh, this album live. And then when they got to Goodbye Sky Harbor and they got to the the super long end part, what they did is they turned on a, a loop pedal. So Jim sang the first vocal harmony, you know, loop, sang the second one, loop, sang the third one, loop, sang the fourth one, loop, sang the fifth one, loop. Um, and they ended it there. Uh, and and the, they, they played a super truncated version of it. So they didn't play all 16 minutes of it. They played fucking seven minutes or something. Uh, the audience loved it. I fucking loved it. It was it was a good mix between, like they he 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 achieved the impressive layering of vocals that he and it was a spectacle to see, and he didn't kill the audience because no one. I've listened to this album hundreds of times. I've only listened to all sixteen minutes nine times. You know, fucking. Uh, I I believe all of us on on this podcast will agree sixteen minutes is too fucking long for that. But uh, I don't know what else I wanted to say about this album. But it's it to me, it's it's the the, the album that gets you into music. You're gonna have an affection for, and so t- to me, this is an untouchable album. Um, that's it for now. Yeah, definitely. This so I'm trying to figure out right now if I think this is my favorite or like my second favorite of the records. <clears throat> the flow on this album is great, and the bass. Um, I have to commend these guys in. Uh, you have ups and downs with with these records of where the bass shines through the most, but this one and probably the last one has the clearest and just best bass going on. The bass in this fucking album is great. It rips. It's loud. It's clear. Everything is great. There's one song on here uh, called Ten where there's a piano that's playing, and you can tell it's a piano because you can hear the keys like being pressed down. And that was one of my favorite things when I was listening to this, like it's a stupid, like little detail that doesn't matter. And probably nobody ever catches, but once I heard it, I couldn't stop hearing it. And it's, it's, I don't know. It just makes it sound like more authentic. Uh, one of the things that you were talking about was, uh, on a Sunday, that's a song that, uh, I'm really surprised wasn't a single. I know this, this whole era of, uh, Jimmy eat world was, kind of a mess not with the band but with the record company and this cd almost was like never even released because the company didn't want to put it out and they were going through um management changes at the time uh so just as coming out is like a triumph of its own in that song uh a sunday the voice of of uh, jim on that song sounds reminds me and i can't unhear it now of the singer of silverchair who i love we need to do silverchair at some point on this podcast one of my favorite like younger uh, era bands <clears throat> Uh, Chorus of a Sunday was stuck in my head for quite a while this week. Uh, one of my favorite songs on this album is called Crush. So with uh, Jimmy Eat World, we get some songs that are slower. Uh, quite a bit of slower chorus type things throughout their career. Uh, Crush is a fast song. It's one of my favorites. And there's like this culmination towards the end where everything builds up. I had just like, I was just rock solid. I was like, this is fucking awesome. Uh, this record rips uh, and the sound quality is fantastic. Joma, what do you think of this uh, album? I thought it was a bit lackluster. Um, opening for like you know table for glasses, I thought was a lackluster opener. To me, uh, there's a lot of, I mean, you know, I'm I'm not trying to piss anyone off, man. You guys are all good people, but I, I didn't get a vibe for this. There was no edge to the fucking song. There's nothing that really hooked me, and that's because I'm a giant piece of shit. Okay, um, it, it it just it's boring to me. It's too poppy for me. The whole album was different from like. When I first started listening to Jimmy Eat World, which was in 2001, man. Like, if you don't remember Jimmy Eat World in 2001, 2002, you're fucking, I don't know, there's something wrong with you or you're probably high on drugs. Um, what, what should I say? 
it feels like a mashup between Dashboard Confessional, Taking Back Sunday, and Trust Company vibes. I don't like their slower stuff. I like when they have a little bit more pop. They're faster, uh, heavy distortion. That, that's that's the that's the vibe I want from fucking Jimmy World. And there's just not enough for it on clarity. What happened in you know the 23rd of December 1995? Was it his first BJ? Was it his you know it's like old fashioned and. I just want to know, what was that song about? Um, I didn't read the lyrics because I didn't care. Um, you lost me at Sky Harbor, okay? I, I love the way Rob talked about how, you know, he mixed up Sky Harbor into one of the shows. That That's great. I love that artistic creativity that would, um, you know, propel a band to success. And they could use some of their songs that are, like, a little bit in the deep cut. But, you know, they're still fan favorites or cult favorites. But... To me, it's like this album just lacked the energy that I that I wanted out of Jimmy World. And, um, you know, Goodbye Sky Harbor, I thought was like, what the fuck when I listen to this shit? And why is it so fucking long? Uh, what do I want to say about Clarity? It's kind of a disappointment for me. Yeah. There's a song in here called Blister, uh, which was one of the singles. It was sung by um tom linton so he's the lead singer on that one the chorus is how long would it take for me to walk across the united states all alone my fucking favorite songs on here uh it shines actually i love his singing um and uh it's it's again it's fast uh, and then the song right before the last one uh which is clarity is has some of the best singing on this uh it actually could have ended there's a there's a couple times when i listen to jimmy eat world and not just them but other bands where the albums could have ended one song before uh, what we get for the for the last one but that song specifically has like it's really nice song and like it's really powerful uh and th- this i don't know this album is is really fucking good uh hayden what do you think of this album so first time properly listening to well not properly listening to jimmy at world but uh listening to jimmy at world ever since i was a teenager um great great album you've got some classic songs on there as well like you know your new aesthetic clarity sweetness i I think i listened to the expanded edition on spotify um so i like you know the the pop punk sort of style the the blink 182 sort of style stuff like that for me though like i said in in the chat earlier goodbye sky harbor it was it was all right to end it you know for for a couple of minutes in the loop three four minutes yeah but but really did they really need to go for the full shebang they they ended the song after what three or four minutes um so they they did 12 minutes of looping and we're like what i was literally at work during the time um sorting some vans out and i i looked down at my phone and said is my, is, is, is my phone fucked up or something like that <laughs> um, i'm like is it on repeat is it on loop um and i was uh, found out that it was a 16 fucking minute song um but no all in all, that Goodbye Sky Harbor is a cracking song. It's just too way, way too fucking long. I can't, I can't pay attention for sixteen minutes. But yeah, no, um, I, I really enjoyed the album. Well, here's the problem with that fucking song is they have the ego, like ooh, the fucking ego to make that song, right? Like, who do you think you are, Dream Theater? Like, Dream Theater makes some fucking I- intensely complex songs, right? And it's like, oh my god, fifteen minutes later, like, yes, I know the Glass Prison is fucking amazing, whatever. The song was just too long for me. It was way too fucking long. It was, oh, AZ. Sorry. I so, didn't mean to interrupt. Um, so one of the things I was also going to talk about, Rob uh, brought it up, but in Table for Glasses, I was going to say the vocal harmonies in that song are great. Um, I think that's actually a really good intro as well to the whole album. It fades in. Uh, well, not like fading in, like physically fading in, but it comes in 
more bare and like builds up as it goes. Um, one of the songs on here that Hayden mentions, Your New Aesthetic. Uh, sound quality on that song is fucking amazing and the vocals are great as well. Um, the second half of the song has like fucking great dynamics. Oh, oh, so this song ends like abruptly and uh, it starts, it keeps going in Believe in What You Want where it hits like two more notes, but I was fine with it ending before. Like I don't, I, if you were to listen to this on a CD, there's CDs that you can, uh, there's different ways you can record on CDs and one of them is so there's no uh, space in between songs. So that's what that was going for. But however, when you hear it where there is space in between the songs, it's like, okay, I've, I've checked out of that song. I don't need these last two quick notes. Uh, throw it out. I, I like it when it cuts off abruptly and then you have Believe in What You Want know if i really like the song or if i love it but it does keep everything flowing and uh and yeah it works uh guy uh jeff what do you think of this album yeah so it you know you're not going to hear much negativity from from me about this band i kind of have that emotional connection more than pretty much any other band um, even if we didn't pick these albums this week i would i would have still listened to these four albums this week because that's kind of what i do every week anyway this isn't my favorite album it's probably like my third favorite album of the bunch the drums are amazing. Um, I do think that they that they bookend their CDs really well on 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 all on all four of these. Um, I do cut off the last song early, just like everybody else. And then throughout my throughout like probably since 2000, when I ma I used to get real into making people mix CDs. I made mix CDs for Christmas. I made mix. I probably made you jack like four or five mix CDs. Song Blister is literally on every single mix CD I ever made. I think that that's the best song on this record. I think that Tom is awesome in that. Yeah, he is. Um, also, um, my favorite book is the book Perks of Being a Wallflower. And they always talk about like listening to a song and feeling infinite. When I think about what song for me I would quote unquote feel infinite for, it would definitely be Just Watch the Fireworks. It, it, you know, it's, it's, it's the perfectly written song for that um, phase of my life. Then, um, the last thing I was gonna say was I was reading a uh, an interview with with Tom about this album and about how like their record label didn't care and um, on tour that nobody cared about them. They and they played South by Southwest and the promoter paid them in drink tickets. Like they didn't get any money to play there. They just got like orange drink tickets. So they went down to like the local like Cumbies or Staples or whatever and made like thousands of copies of these drink tickets and just like handed them out to fans and stuff. <laughs> The venue got so mad at them, but they were like, well, "We didn't get paid for it anyway." Yeah, so um, it's like it, this is my third favorite, but I love it. So that's all. Yeah, just watch the fireworks. Is very possibly the best vocal performance on this album. It's like really fucking strong. Um, oh, and there's strings in that song <clears throat> as well. There's layers all over this album. Uh, and and uh, just watch the fireworks was another one that was like, or I'm going to say it a lot as we go in, but it was like stuck in my head for quite a bit uh, this week. Lucky Denver Mint. Uh, one song that no brainer to make that song a single uh, it was another one that was stuck in my head for quite a while the bass in, in that song rips it's a, just a fucking great song uh, just awesome chorus great singing everything uh, so yeah not surprising they made that a single uh, I would have milked it, this album a little more personally if I had any financial investment in it uh, but uh, they, they hit two of the of the uh, kind of staples in this that I think that they could sell to people alright let's read some YouTube comments first my name is Clarity my parents named me after this album you think that's true Jomo? I fucking hope they die. Next person says they don't make me. They don't make them like this anymore. Next person says most underrated album of the '90s, beautifully constructed throughout. Next person says Table for Glasses is one of the greatest songs I've ever heard. And lastly, my favorite album of all time brings back so many memories of high school. Uh, would anyone like to say anything else about Clarity before we move on? 
Oh. I'd like to say completely off topic, but to rep- um, reply to Rob, I I also dra- uh, dragged Andy Gould out to a show the last couple of weeks that we couldn't get into. So you're not alone in that nice. endeavor. Uh, give us the awesome. deets. What was it? Well, we went to that Jawbreaker show and we didn't have proof of vac- vaccination, so they made us leave. Oh, I am communist man, fucks. Oh, are, are you serious? Yeah. Show me your oh, papers wow. now. Show me them. Same, same exact <laughs> venue too. There you go. Ah, uh, disappointed. Out there. Disappointed. All right, let's move on. Unacceptable. Dishonor. <laughs> yeah. All right, Takio. <laughs> Beat American is an 11-track record released in 2001, coming in just under 47 minutes long. It's the band's fourth studio album, peaked at number 31 on the Billboard 200, and includes the singles "Bleed American," "The Middle," "Sweetness," and a praise chorus. Uh, with all entering the top 20 of at least one U.S. chart. The name was changed from Bleed American to self-titled following the September 11 attacks, which took place seven weeks after its initial release, (laughs) and stayed until 2008 upon its re-release with its original title returned. According to Atkins, the band called the album Bleed American as the song deals with changing one's life for the better and how small trivial things in a person's life can overtake the important things, themes that run throughout the entire album. Drum parts of Your House were played in unison by Lynn Adkins and producer Mark Trombino as Lynn wanted something similar to a marching band sound. American musician and one American musician and one of a set of triplets, Rachel Hayden sings on Hear You Me, If You Don't Don't, Cautioners, and My Sundown. Bleed American has been certified platinum. Uh, yeah, Jomo, this is probably the only one you're going to have to say anything positive about. So, <laughs> uh, so I feel like, um, I, I feel a little slighted by the album title, uh, Bleed American. It's like, are we fighting and dying for Dick Cheney? Yeah, we are. We fought and died for Dick Cheney's money. I hope he's, uh, I hope he's rich. That dude's a fucking piece of shit, by the way. Dick Cheney needs to. Yeah. God's giving him hints by, you know, giving him heart attacks and shit. He's not taking the hints. So, uh, so <laughs> someone needs to take care of that. Wink, wink, hint, hint, hush, hush. Uh, there's just something about this album that's like the anthem to like what high school was, man. And it was not about underwear parties, man. And what pisses me off is like the middle is like, I, I love that song, man. It's just, it's got this great twang guitar. It's, it's very poppy. It's uplifting and beat it's it's punky it's it's what i need you know it's it's not bad and even for a band that's like like sort of emo-ish i'm just like ah whatever man it's you know this is a good this is a good album but where were these underwear parties when i was in high school where were them when i was a lot younger i would have gone to those underwear parties wearing a banana hammock and you wouldn't have been invited you just weren't invited yeah listen listen i i probably wasn't invited because they're like that dude has a horse cock he does not oh need to be God. here. That's why. Oh my we God. Don't, like, we don't, we don't like need a horse. table. Oh. True story. I have been to two underwear parties in my life. So ah, God, fuck. Wait, God wait, damn wait, it. When was, when was the last one? It was probably only like years ago. Jesus Christ. What the, why am I not? Zach Galifianakis has a joke where he said people used to make fun of him in high school all the time because he had a fat dick. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> that's right. I can anyway. No, no yeah. one, no one wants to see it. It looks like, looks like a pissed off ant eater. Um, this this shit is uh, as unrealistic as saying Alkaline Trio is actually a good band. Um, that, that's <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <How damn. laughs> 
Okay, so after the sweetness, man, the record kind of fizzled for I me. Hope your wife puts poison into your coffee every morning. Dude, me too. I'm tired of this shit. I'm tired of taxes. I'm tired of fucking paying for shit. I, you know what? Poison me. End this shit right now. Anyway, this is all I got to say. I'll keep it simple. It's it, After sweetness, it kind of fizzled out for me. I don't like Jimmy Eat World's slower stuff, but I do like their poppy stuff. It, it's for me. That's all I got to say about that. That's all I got to say about that. We'll agree that I prefer the poppy stuff. I actually like their darker stuff quite a bit too that we'll see a little later. But first of all, Bleed American, Praise Chorus, The Middle, and Sweetness, just bangers on for, songs. For sure. All bangers. All this bangers. is like classic, classic Jimmy World. Everybody, when you were saying that if you don't remember The Middle, you're on drugs, yeah, 100%. If you have, if you play The Middle for someone and they're like, oh, I don't know this song, yeah, they were on, and they were alive at the time, they were definitely on drugs. Or, they were, or they or, were molested by their uncle, one of the two. I was going to say, know. or locked in a basement. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they were... They had no exposure to the outside world if they have never heard that song. Um, Hear You Me. Okay. I, I want to jerk off about this song forever because it's it's a slow song done correctly. I don't care if everyone calls me a pussy for loving this song. I think it's great. Uh, and so, and Rachel singing in this, uh, there's there's a part, her singing, I think, uh, enhances this album quite a bit. Uh, and specifically in here, uh, he go, they go back and forth at one point. Uh, it's fucking great. There's a xylophone or something going on in that song, uh, and I love it. So at points when I was listening to this, like uh, maybe on Monday or whatever, I ag- I would have agreed with Jomo that I was kind of bottoming out halfway through. However, when I was going back into it, second, third, fourth, fifth time, whatever, I think this album bangs pretty much all the way through. Uh, Get It Faster is one of my favorite songs. Absolute banger of a song. Criminal that that song was not a single. Uh, the singing in it is awesome as well. One of my favorite just Jimmy Eat World songs ever. And uh, it's great riffs, and uh, it's fucking great. I love that song. One of my favorites. And then the the one of the songs here, Authority Song, that song has always stuck out to me because there's a song called The Authority Song. I believe that's the name of it, which was by John Mellencamp a long time ago. And that's the song that he's referring to playing on the jukebox in that song. Um, and I love it. It's great. This CD is just classic Jimmy Eat World. It's a banger from beginning to end. Bleed American opens the CD perfectly. That riff is so memorable. Uh, it's great. One of the best songs that they've ever done. And that song has so much energy. The vocals are great. The idea of it is great. You know, I'm not alone because the TV's on. I'm not crazy because I take the right pills. That's the stuff I was talking about before, like in the blurb. Uh, and it's just, it's fucking great. It just starts this album off with a bang. And it's just one of my favorite songs by them. Uh, Hayden, what do you think of this album? So this is my childhood in a nutshell. I, you know, my teenage years, I would listen constantly to this album. Um, just to sort of scare you and upset you a little bit and make you feel old. I was seven when this album came out. Fuck. Um, yes, yeah. yeah, seven. <laughs> The last album I was five. <laughs> Figures. <laughs> hey, Daddy, are you okay? Um, so I think what I'm gonna kickstart off with is I think Jomo should should keep to researching Dua Lipa. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> nice. Um, uh, here, but, we uh, <clears throat> here we go. Here we go. So Bleed American to start off with. What a banger of a tune to get into. Um, the right pace, the right tempo, you know, the right sort of heaviness, the rock. Oh, it was beautiful. And then you get like the classics, like the middle sweetness again. I think obviously they, they put it on the expanded edition for clarity. But can I just comment on, you know, over half a billion listens on Spotify for the middle? Um, probably one of their most popular songs. No, it is their most popular song. Um you know, the middle, classic, classic Jimmy Eat World. Uh, sweetness, classic Jimmy Eat World. 
I I found and I don't I don't know if you guys sort of picked up the similarity as well. They kind of did referring back to sort of brand new. They started heavy and you know fast, and they ended off with a soft song. But no, yeah. So hear you me. If you don't don't get it faster, cracking songs like. The the only thing that I'd say about it is obviously they they need to sort of turn a little bit of the bass up, and you know it's the right mixture between sort of light songs to to sort of really rocky songs, which is which is good. Makes me uh, remember going skateboarding when I was younger and absolutely failing it. I uh, I cracked my head open while skateboarding once. That's fun. That explains a lot. Mm. <laughs> Damn autism. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait no sorry that's that's not politically correct in 2022 no, sorry not, i can't do that now we're now we're gonna get shadow banned. no <laughs> so uh yeah the, the base on the cd is still good it's i don't think it comes through as clear and as strong as in clarity but it still pops and some of these songs have really great bass uh in them so my sundown which is uh the slow song that you were saying it ends with the vibe in that song at points is like unreal um, I yeah. love that song. The drums in that song are fucking amazing. Uh, and there's at one point, there's like so much stuff going on in the background with the drums. So at one point, I was like, okay, th- this album could have ended with like Authority Song or one of the other ones or uh, Cautioners. But he says like the very last line of My Sundown is like, goodbye, good night. So I, I guess it's it's fitting to end it there. Um, and then uh, Sweetness, uh, that's again, no no brainer to make that song a single. A piano in that one is also really clear. And then the praise chorus, he changes his the way he sings the chorus, like at the very last one. Uh, it's one of my favorite fucking parts. I love that, like, those little shifts in singing or or doing something that has been repetitive and you change it up at the very end. Uh, Guy, why don't you tell us about this album? I actually, to make me feel old, to Hayden being seven when he, when this came out, I actually <laughs> bought... I actually Sorry. bought both both versions of this, the the Bleed American and the subtitle with my own money when they when they came out. So yeah, I'm old. So yeah, this uh, after being dropped by Capitol, they went to record with Mark, Mark Trombino, but they didn't have any record label. So they so they showed up with a paper bag full of cash that they saved, and they literally gave him thirteen thousand five hundred dollars in cash that they had <laughs> saved, and they were like, "How much does this get us to record?" They recorded this album, which to me I think is on the Mount Rushmore of like mm. recording quality. Like mm, who's gonna good. touch? Like like nothing's gonna touch this. Yeah. Um, there's this thing that um I call the Jimmy Jimmy guitar, where everything stops except for the vocals, and like one guitar just keeps strumming along. They do it a lot on the next album. Um, they do that in uh, they they do that in in like the sweetness where everything stops except for one guitar, and I love it. And then um, they he shouts out uh, Davy from the Promise Ring. Um, and I love that he like gets a shout out like bands that 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 you know influenced them or that he was friends with beforehand. And I was also reading that um, middle was like was like a joke song to them because they wrote it in like five minutes and it was just kind of like a throw on the album. And now look at it; it's their biggest song, half a billion yeah. listens on Spotify and stuff. Yeah, that's more common than you think. That's happened yeah. with quite a few bands. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then um, the last thing I was gonna say on this is when I first uh, started to date my wife. The middle was her alarm clock, so every morning it would go off every single morning, and I was like, "Oh, that's a good way to start the day." It's my favorite band too. But yeah, I love this album. It's like my second favorite of the four, and the recording quality is untouchable. For somebody that like, grew up like liking like raw, dirty punk music, this changed everything for me because now I want everything to be perfectly pristine and recorded perfectly. So. Yeah, it is good. When I was when I was looking at the uh, there was other things I was going to put in the blurbs here, but I 
I felt like it was getting too complex. Yeah, one of them was saying like what they were doing to earn that money, like working in a car, car dealership or doing construction. Uh, however, I think it also said that the, the guy who recorded this was willing to do it after he heard the stuff that they had. He was willing to do it for free because he was like, I'm pretty sure this is going to sell a lot of copies. You guys can pay me out of the money that you make from there. Um, and he was with them uh, on, the, on the next one as well. And then they went their own separate ways on Chase's Light. Yeah, I mean, he recorded a bunch of like Blink One Eight Two stuff, and I mean, he's got it. He's got his name in the in the game for sure. <laughs> yeah, I didn't look up his uh, discography or anything, but yeah, the guy's legit. He's he's fucking great. Uh, Rob, what do you think of this album? So let's see. Um, uh, so I want to go back to like uh, seeing Clarity live. So after they finished uh, uh, playing Clarity back to back in two thousand nine, I think that was. Uh, 10 year anniversary um they're uh for an encore they they, they went uh to play bleed american and uh you know uh, newer rock stuff and i think that i speak for the audience uh when i say that like uh the audience like relaxed you know i think we all wanted to go there to experience the artful you know uh, thing of uh, that is clarity, but al but also like we we fucking want to rock there's something about uh live music that like there are certain albums that are kind of hard to see live because I don't know. Uh, a recording, you can do something perfectly, uh, uh, and and that's the strength of a recording. But like live, you can have more energy. So it's like when I when I think of live, it's like rock, metal, and then like yeah, it's like and then a recording of a live thing, you can't really match it. So it's like when I go to a fucking show. I want it. I want everyone standing up, and I want to be fucking. I want my face ripped off by volume. And so I think I speak for everyone that when we when they started playing the rock stuff, uh, we were all happy about it. And it it hurts. It breaks my heart to say that because of how much I love Clarity. But yeah, this this next phase of it makes sense that this is like the the famous successful version of Jimmy Eat World. Like I can I consider them to be two different bands. Uh, I like both of them. They do different things for me. Like, uh, the vocal harmonies in Bleed American are pretty much all uh, parallel. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying it's not as, uh, like, I love Able for Glasses and stuff like that, where, like, there's every form of harmony and there's just this depth to it. This this Bleed American stuff, I think, is simpler, more poppy, more um, something, and I don't really blame them for that. See, see I in a way, I hated this album when it came out because I wanted clarity to, and I thought they that they sold out but ultimately i don't blame them for that so first of all these guys lived off ramen noodles for years uh fucking ramen noodles hurts my stomach i don't know that i'd be willing to suffer that much for my art so i fucking admire them for that and so that's ultimately why i don't judge them at all um you know okay so what is selling out uh if you play a different kind of music that you also like in order to make more money, I ultimately I don't consider that actually selling out. I only think it's actually selling out if you play a form of music that you hate that uh, makes you feel disgusting inside for more money. So I don't know when I when I look at this album, uh, I, I like it. It's I, I feel a bit cheesy. And, and I've put this album on in front of my friends and they made fun of me for it. They're like, what is this fucking... And you know, yeah, so the guitar solo in the middle, I, I love, but it's also a fucking cheeseball 
solo. I, it's fucking corny, but I also love it. I don't fucking know what to say about it. Um, Bleed American, I love. Praise Chorus, I love. The Middle, uh, I love, but it's also cheesy. Your House, I love. Sweetness, I actually don't like. Everyone, everyone else in the world likes that song. Um, I don't know. S something about drums cutting out. Uh, fucking, I don't know. I need, I need drums. I need, I, I fucking need it. I don't know. Hear you, me. Um, okay. It's it's not just when 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 I first heard this album I was atheist and any mention of angels and shit like that pissed me the fuck off. I'm I now pray all the time, so it's no longer that. But there's something about this song that just rub. I don't I don't know I don't I don't like it. Um, if you don't don't the reasons I don't like that song are word honey. I don't like the word honey. I think it's fucking condescending. The way he sings the word honey is is fucking whiny. Um. This, and on this album, there's too many like woes and vocalists. That's another reason I consider this album to be kind of on the that line of sellout or or whatever. Let's see. Get it faster. I loved. I loved the left right speaker play. The, the authority song. I loved. And then um, okay. So back to uh, 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 my my friend says that the end of my sundown, when he hears how abruptly that song ends. He thinks that Jim Adkins wanted to do another super long outro like on uh, Goodbye Sky Harbor. I don't know that that's true or not. I th I think that that's a it's a good ending to this song in the album right then. And I think that they had uh, gotten something out of their system with Clarity. I think that that uh, uh, in Clarity, they wanted to piss off that one fucking critic. And I think that they had enough. And I think this album, they were um, out to try and dig themselves out of poverty, which they succeeded. So um, I, I think I think that I think that my sundown ended appropriately. So um, I have listened to this album a lot, um, and generally I listen to the first four songs or so, and then and then I I give up. So, but there's a million fucking albums that I'm that way. I'm pretty fucking picky or flighty with with music it's like i want my four favorite songs and then i want to listen to something else so i i th i think the album kind of loses gas after the first couple of songs but you know whatever so i like this album it's not my favorite oh i don't know i'm gonna place this at my third favorite and that's it okay. yeah if you don't don't even if it's not the best song uh i'm, I'm surprised they didn't uh, make that into a single so i've talked about before i will milk there are some cds you can milk every fucking song this is one of them if i was in charge of this i would be just every time you ever see me you run into me i would just be making it rain on anybody any hot half scantily clad woman around me i'd be just emptying fucking bills on them uh you could whore out this entire album and fucking make shit tons of money uh, one of the songs on here, Your House, the thing I, I was like in and out on this song. The thing I like about the song is like it's it's honest, right? This song is like two people break up and uh, one it's like, OK, when you break up with someone, it's it's uh, everything is still fresh. It's very easy to try to get back together. This dude is just saying, like, if you really love me, don't fucking call me. Like, don't don't leave me alone. And uh, it's, I don't know, I like the song a lot. It was also stuck in my head for quite a while uh, for this week. I know it was a week and I'm like, every, all these songs, I'm like, yo, they're stuck in my head for a while. But you guys know I sing 10 second loops forever and drive my girlfriend to almost murder me. So uh, a bunch of these songs for like 10 seconds or whatever at a time were like looping around in my brain.
This is a banger of an album. Uh, it's landmark. Even if someone listens to it and they're not all in on it, it's a landmark record. Uh, good for them for, you know, if, if you have the talent to make something like Clarity and that due to unforeseen circumstances, I mean, you think about all the musicians who have ever been great, who have never had a hit record, uh, who have never gotten anywhere, but they're really, really great. And there's a there's a, a universe somewhere where Jimmy Eat World made that album. They made Clarity, and then they never became huge. I, I saw the show. It was like a bunch of like 55 year old guys. <clears throat> the reason I went was because it was my boss at the time, and he's like, "Oh, everyone, come out and check out my band or whatever." Right. So we go there, Ugh. and and there's and there's like eight people in the audience, right? And the guitar player, I don't know who it was, fucking amazing, played the show of his life. There's there's six people, whatever I said, six, seven, eight people in the audience. The dude ripped. I was so impressed. He was amazing. And then some dude who was in the audience comes over to me and has the balls to be like, yo, you, can you believe this guitar player? His his rhythm is garbage. And it's like, bro, this dude, it's like 55 years old, is playing the show of his fucking life to nobody. You're shitting on him. Can you give this dude something? God damn. Mm -hmm. So anyway, in some, in some, I'm, I'm happy that they didn't just fucking go away. They got to have uh, something that pushed them into the mainstream and then they could have a whole career from there. Let's read some YouTube comments and we'll move on to the next one. First, I remember my mom had this cassette when I was a kid. Oh, God, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Part of that, part of that, her cassette. Ooh. <laughs> What's I I defend cassette. Yeah, a new fucking I hate cassette. I know a cassette is. I've had cassette. What is a cassette? Bro, I had I had I had a cassette tape of the Skid Row debut album, and it's one of the best sounding recordings I've ever heard in my entire life. Uh, next, not alone because the TV's on. Next person says one of the few albums you can enjoy from start to finish. Next person says time to binge listen for a week or two. And lastly, this was the first CD I had in my in my first car. I listened to it nonstop while learning how to drive. Holy flashbacks! Would anybody like to say anything else about Bleed American before we move on? Mm. Next. All right, let's 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 go. Uh, Futures oh, yeah. is an eleven track record released in two thousand and four, coming in just under fifty minutes long. It's the band's fifth studio album, peaked at number six on the Billboard two hundred, selling ninety eight thousand copies in its first week, and includes the singles "Pain," "Work," and "Futures." Uh, Futures lyrically delves into darker subject matter such as despair, drug use, and self loathing, and encompasses mm. several rock styles. Uh, including more complex guitar parts and guitar solos. Some of the material on the album dated back to when the band was recording Bleed American, while other material had only existed for a few weeks prior to entering the studio. The artwork is a photograph taken at Burning Man, where the event has a phone booth in the middle of nowhere with a sign above it that says, Talk to God. Futures has been certified gold. Part of me thinks that's actually Jim Adkins in that picture. It kind of looks like him, but it's dark as hell, and I don't know. Uh... So futures, uh, this this album is uh, has is like a darker side of the band, which I appreciate quite a bit. I think it works well for them, uh, and also the bass comes back uh, stronger than it was in the previous one. I don't know if it's better than it was in Clarity, but it's fucking great. It's on point. Um, at some point, we get at some like the flow of this album is great. At some point, uh, it's it's a it's a bit overproduced, um, but sometimes and sometimes I think it works for Jimmy Eat World, and sometimes I don't. Uh, however, in general, I think this is a banger of an album, and there's some things that I really really love in this, uh, and I just I just like that dark edge. I think it works well. Uh, Hayden, uh, what do you think of this album? So I could definitely tell a seriously emo vibe to this album. I think you know songs like pain kill drugs on me kind of shows you know the the route that they were taking 
back in 2004. Um, the World You Love and Pain and Kill, when he's singing, I, I don't know why, but I had to double tape because I heard Gerald Way. I don't know why. It's so similar to Gerard Way. I'm like, what the fuck? Is it him or not? No. Um, but no. Um, it Even though, you know, it is a bit emo, um, it makes you want to slash your wrist a little bit. I did enjoy it. No, like, Jimmy Eat World, you cannot fault them. They they like to experiment with their songs, you know, with, like, the slow ones and then the, 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 the rocky ones. Like, Futures, for example. Cracking start to to uh to to start off the album with like with the riffing and stuff going back to that you know pop punk vibe um and then it just gets start from there but no great album i really enjoyed it and um when i was listening to it i didn't know that it ended i, I wanted to hear more uh, uh, for, for me it was too short <laughs> okay. when i was listening to this and the next one throughout the week they were over before i like it was like it's okay i'm playing it next thing i re- like it doesn't seem like much time has gone by i turn around yeah. and the whole thing is over so if there's something about the chorus and futures that does it for me i love it i don't know exactly what it is uh it's a great song uh, there's a song in here where called work it's the third song the sound quality of that recording is fucking incredible uh and it, i don't know if you can consi- if it's considered the verse or the pre-chorus in that song but whichever one is the hookier of the two was stuck in my head uh, also for quite a while last week uh, and then there's a song, the second one here, Just Tonight. Uh, so the chorus of that song, and uh, who does anyone here listen to Bayside ever? Oh, yeah. of course. Okay. So Bayside is awesome, but the chorus of that song vocally sounds, reminds me of Bayside. Every time I hear it, it's one of those things, again, I can't unhear it. It just makes me sound like them. We need to listen to that, that band as well. They're fucking great. Mm-hmm. Um, and anyway, the speed of that song, again, it's the speed of a lot of these songs that bring me in. And it, it creates this kind of like dynamic flow where you get some of the slower ones, you get some of the faster ones, but it's the faster ones that kind of rev the engine for me again. Uh, Guy, what do you think of this album? Oh, yeah. yeah, so this is by far my favorite like by far, this is actually when I threw out the, the name of, of us doing Jimmy Rose because I wanted to know your guys' opinion on this album. For like the last like 10 years, this has absolutely been in my top five Spotify most played albums. It I love I love the darker feel of it. Just notes again, they, they, they do that Jimmy guitar a lot in this album too where everything stops except for the one guitar and I love it. Um, there's the, there's this drum fill in the song the world that in the world you love that always like gives me uh, chills and makes me smile all these years later and it's the most simple drum fill something I would never think of because I play so fast and I, and I, I just love it they, uh, he shouts out the band heat miser kind of like on the last one where he shouts out the, out the band the promise ring I love how they like bring it back um, there's that band the gaslight anthem that I love a lot where he always like sh- sh- shouts out previous bands and things that influence him and I love that Jimmy world does that too. And then um, there's that there's a line that says we're that we're only just as happy as everyone else seems to think we are, and that just like punches me right in the face every single time I hear it after all these years. And then um, song my favorite three songs on the record are are pain, drugs or me, and twenty three. Um, I've never done drugs in my life. I'm kind of that nobody, but like drugs or me, it like makes me feel for them. And then twenty three is just a chef's kiss of a song. So. Exactly. Uh, pain pain is definitely one of the best songs on here i think it has that harder edge um it's the harder edge than most of their stuff is one of the best songs on the record and it's not overproduced either Uh, especially the next i feel like the next cd in 
a lot of the capacity is overproduced. Some they, there's always these huge, gigantic fucking choruses and stuff. It's not that I hate it, but it's nice to see the things that that don't get overproduced. Uh, the drums in the world you love are fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised that song wasn't a single. Uh, there's strings in the background of that as well, and then the the chorus of that song is just awesome. So drugs are me. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's a great song. There's a lot of emotions going on. There's a lot of feels in that song. Um, uh, the bass is like holding everything together. Uh, there's dyna dynamics, piano, everything. If you go and listen to that song on YouTube, the comments are, there's endless fucking comments of people talking about addiction. Uh, I think it gets the point across. I've never been like down in a hole to where, uh, you know, addiction wise of anything that I couldn't get out of. So I, I don't really know the, the mindset. Like it, you get the feel because it's like a slow song, but there's people who are really uh, emotionally involved in that song now. It's done a lot for people. Um, yeah, uh, there, there's there's tons of, of, I don't know, just great fucking stuff. Like layers, vocals, harmonies, all kinds of shit throughout this whole album that I fucking love. Uh, Rob, what do you think of this album? So I like this album a lot more than Bleed American. I I, I like the, the minor sound of it, you know, so like... Uh, if uh, Bleed American was too cheesy for me, this album is not cheesy at all. So I I, I definitely like the vibe of it more. Um, so a lot of times when I've listened to this album, I listen to tracks two, four, five, six, and then you know my load is spent and I'm done. Uh, you know, so Pain is awesome, and then Drugs or Me is either that that song is painful for me, and that's either that it's too close to home. Or that uh, the word drugs is a fucking uncomfortable, weird lyric. And uh, like like when you write poetry, certain songs are fucking ugly sounding and uh, unpleasing to hear. And I think drugs is one of them. It kind of pulls me out every time I hear that in the in the chorus or whatever but uh it, you know so yeah part part of me the the adrenaline addict uh turns off the album after pain but uh you know a lot of times i've made um i used i used to make a uh what's the thing uh, fuck a playlist of all my songs all my favorite songs on bleed american and futures and uh you know listen to uh yeah i i had a good time uh w with this album and all you know i love nothing wrong I love 23. 23 is a seven and a half minutes long. And like we've been saying, that song is fucking awesome. There's something, it's difficult to write a song that's that long and doesn't drag. So fucking good on them. Uh, there's more I wanted to say about this album. I really, I really like this at one. It's either my fit. Again, this to me, this is a, a different band than the, than the band that wrote Clarity. So it's my favorite of the rock band. Um, I don't remember what else I wanted to say, so I'm just gonna say fucking A plus. That's it. Yeah, nothing wrong is one you, you got to mention. It's it's mm. a great song. Speed pulls me in, and again, it's it's rawer than some of the other things, and that's that's what I want. I I'm fine with some of the overproduced, crazy, huge chorus, wall of sound, whatever the fuck people call it, uh, but I don't always need it. I don't always want it. Uh, Twenty three is a good ender of this record, and it has this lead guitar that's fucking great. And then Polaris is a song. Um, I get that the song's deep. Uh, I don't know if I love it. Uh, there's a ton going on, but at bare minimum, it keeps the album flowing, which is which is enough for me. Uh, Jomo, do you have anything to contribute here? 
you know, do I have anything? Of you, not. you say it <laughs> so. Not. You say it so condescendingly, you fucking asshole. All right, and I know you too well. Hold on, and you know what pissed me off is I had something positive to say about you. I, I wanted to all say right, right, right. I wanted to thank you for that Alice in Chains reference when you were like, it made me feel like I was down in a hole, right? To me, I got Alice in Chains reference. So fuck you, Mr. Jack Falcon. I hope you get pounded in your ass some more, right? Oh, so some more? What, like, what, what the fuck? I, we know, we know. Becca pegs you. She pegs you. Oh. Let, let, my yo, my man, my man. Yo. Be honest. You get you you take you take no, the you take it. No, I don't. But I got a buddy who gets pegged, and here's the thing. Now he's gay. Anyway, move he's on. Go, on. Go, there's there's <laughs> nothing there's nothing gay? there's nothing wrong gay? with being gay. I'm not saying anything wrong. You he's know, being gay though. It's a it's a yeah. Woman. He's yeah. He's yeah. Bro, bro, bro. My my man. Do you th- what what about that sounds straight? Let, let's let's be frank with each other. I mean, the part that the other person is is not male. Bro, this you're still taking dick in your ass. You st- you take even if it's fake dick, you're taking dick in ass. You're <laughs> no accepting dick. You know what I'm Just saying? Spit. All right. All right. Well, whatever. Let's, he, he gets let's... pegged, and he said, he said, he said, the first time he got pegged, it changed his life. Yeah, he, he, he realized that he was gay, and that's cool, man. Be gay. Anyway, let's move on. Futures. All right. All right. All right so for me, th- there's a lot of emotion in this album. You guys already covered that. Um, to me. It, it's all really just first world problems, all right? It's like it's like I feel self-conscious or I feel like quitting or ah, this is too hard. And it's not like these people are murdering me and my family because we're a different religion or I'm starving because the adjacent tribe thinks we don't deserve food. Uh, <laughs> it's no wonder the world fucking hates us man like we're we just this album is good i love the range i love the emotion um i too am a fan of the song pain um it's it's having first world problems and i like having first world problems all right it's better than living in like turkmenistan or some other shithole country that has no internet porn amazon or kim kardashians all right um (laughs) <laughs> who has a fake personality and a body, all right? There's nothing great about her. And the bitch is a hobbit. Let's just get that shit out of the way. She's just fucking hobbit, all right? Uh, one of my favorite songs, Nothing Wrong. That's all I got to say about Features. Oh, when I saw Weird Al last night, he played a song called First World Problems. <clears throat> yeah. I want to get to Mordor. You want to go to Mordor? Oh. <laughs> he said, I yeah. want to go to Mordor. <laughs> I don't want to go to Mordor. Does that mean you want to bang the Kardashian? No. <laughs> I, I wouldn't fuck Kim Kardashian with a 10-foot pole, bro. She's just... Oh, shit. Yeah. Wait, who? No, that wasn't that. Who was that? Snooki or what? In the, uh, in the South Park episode? It's Mush Mush. No, 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 no. It is Kim Kardashian. Because it doesn't Kanye West be like, wait. Bitch, yeah, you told me you weren't a hobbit. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 why are you hanging out with all those little people and smoking that pipe? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, let's read some more right, comments. Right, right, right. Yeah, that was a great one. episode. <laughs> all right. Uh, first person says raw talent. These guys always bring the heat. Next person says those first three major label Jimmy Eat World records. Dot dot dot. Uh, next one, Jimmy Eat World is the rare emo band whose music still resonates long after high school. Uh, high school is far behind you. Next person says, Futures is my all-time favorite song for Jimmy Eat World. Lastly, so happy to have uh, had this song 
as a soundtrack to it, uh, an era of my life, all the feels listening to it all these years later. So there you go. That's what people think about it. So anytime that anyone has ever given me feedback about what they like about this podcast, it's that it's Jomo shitting on bands. So, mm, it, mm, it, mm. Uh, so yeah, uh, if, if Jomo has something positive or negative to say, uh, that's an, a sacred part of this podcast. He, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, he can trash every fucking band uh, that in existence. <laughs> like that's the, that's the point of this podcast. Shalom. Shalom. I, I still think I still think we need to do a multiple sort of choice quiz on what Jomo likes and doesn't like just mm. to see what he actually likes. Dude, yes. I, I am not the center of attention. I am merely just the arm that you guys need or the third leg that you need. Oh my <laughs> god. Yeah, Jomo. What what does he say about smoking the pipe? <laughs> he's like <laughs> He's like, bitch. So 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 why why are you hanging out with all those little people and why are we smoking that pipe? Oh oh really? Oh uh, okay. Well she said <laughs> it was here's the thing. Here can we can we take a minute to pause and talk about how amazing Trey Parker and Matt Stone are? Like they deserve all the praise. They stay absolutely relevant with every situation, and I give thanks to them. For giving me humor during my fucked up childhood. Thank you so much, Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Amen. Amen. Right. <clears throat> so we're going to talk about an EP next. Uh, Stay on my side tonight. It was a five-track EP released in 2005, coming just over 27 minutes long. It consists of three unreleased songs, Disintegration, Over, and Closer, a cover of Half Right by Heat Miser, and a remix of Drugs or Me from 2004's Futures. The title of the album is taken from a line in the song Disintegration, the EP's opening track, which says, Lie better next time, stay on my side tonight. And it is the only, the only Jimmy Eat World release to feature a parental advisory. Rob, you want to say something about this? Yeah, I love Disintegration. I fucking love that song. It's dark. It it's like, you know, Future's era and it's uh it's dark sounding. The lyrics are awesome. The dynamics are awesome. Um it's like seven and a half minutes long and it doesn't drag at all. I fucking love that song. That's all I wanted to say. Okay. All right, so now we're gonna move on to Chase This Light. Chase This Light is an 11-track record released in 2007, coming in just over 40 minutes long. It's the band's sixth studio album, peaked at number five on the Billboard 200, which is the highest-charting record for the band ever, and includes the singles Big Casino, Always Be, and Let It Happen. The song titled Big Casino is taken from the name of a side project of Jim Adkins titled Go Big Casino. Recording for Chase This Light began in August 2006, and... Uh, and in contrast to Future's darker sound, it's a more melodic and upbeat sound. Uh, Jeff, what do you think of this album? Yeah, so this is my least favorite of the four, but Big Casino is my favorite Alkaline Trio song. Or Alkaline Trio, <laughs> just joking. Jimmy World, sorry. Um, Jimmy World song. Um, yeah, I thought you were making a joke there. Like you were oh, comparing what the fuck? Two favorite bands, whatever. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, <laughs> Big Casino is, is my favorite Jimmy Eat World song, um, and then other than that, it's 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 a it's an alright record. It's not it's not my favorite. Uh, Dizzy is a good song as well, and that's all I gotta say. The bass does at least pop here. Uh, yeah, it's not dark like Futures. Uh, it's not my favorite. This is probably my least favorite of the four. Although it does have highlights. Uh, there's a song on here that I asked Jomo to listen to called Be Sensible, which as I'm listening to it, so it's it's not on the actual. I don't believe it's on the actual. A release of this album it's like a an extra track and it's so whiny that it's okay i'm gonna end up contradicting myself because i love the band seosin and when i think about the whiny Ugh. chorus of the song it reminds me of seosin uh, 
Anyway, I it, it almost it's almost makes me laugh when I listen to this, like how I I hate it. And I can just imagine I'm just like, I need Jomo to listen to the song. I need to hear what he thinks about it because it, I, th I can't stand it. But in contrast, there's another song that didn't make it on this album called Distraction, <clears throat> uh, which is a song that I love. And it's dark. And um, oh, in the middle of the song, there's this riff that fucking comes out of nowhere, which uh, when we talked about System of a Down, I was like, this is the stuff that makes me rock hard. I, I, I don't want to always be able to know where the song is going. And so when that comes that when that riff comes out, it's fucking awesome uh it needed it should have been on this album uh, it's not overproduced it's an awesome song i'm gonna guess i just found nowhere that it would have fit here so they just put it on some bonus disc or some shit or gave it away when you bought it digitally but the song distraction is fucking awesome uh rob what do you think of this album um so this this album was on my itunes i don't know what that i so to me what that means is somebody recommended this album to me when i was drunk so i bought it and then forgot <laughs> that i bought it because as far as i know i never listened to this album until this week um yeah so i walked around the beach uh listening to this album and like i, I some lyrics popped out at me as being like particularly witty i didn't write them down because i was walking around uh, so I don't know what those lyrics were, but I think some of the lyrics were good. Um, the music's okay. I think it's more flat than, you know, I love how this band can be very dynamic. I don't think this album was very dynamic. I think it was okay. I don't know. I give it a C. I don't know what to say about Ooh, this album. Shit. So there's a song here, uh, Carry You. And the, the verse is like very downplayed, which I'm all in on. I'm like, okay, I think this is really good. And then the chorus is this huge fucking gigantic thing that they don't they don't even feel like they should be going together. And I, I don't like the difference of the two. Uh, the song after that, one of my favorite ones is Electable. Uh, vocals in that song are great. It's another one that's sped up. Um, and it reminds me, the singing-wise, it reminds me like it could have been on Futures. And then one of my favorite fucking songs in this album, Gotta Be Somebody's Blues. Okay. Vocals, drums, strings, all on point. Uh, the song is an experience to listen to. Uh, I talked about loving the darker side of Jimmy Eat World, um, and this is the darker side of Jimmy Eat World again. We get it a little bit here, uh, and it shines because of it. Uh, and I'm pretty sure it's my favorite song on this album. Also, I think they did a good job picking singles. So Big Casino is awesome. It is a fucking great song. Not surprised it starts off the album. Not surprised it's the lead single. Uh, Let It Happen, which is catchy, easy, no-brainer single, and then Always Be fucking ripping bass on that song uh and of the three singles that we got here it's probably my favorite and i think the vocals are pretty good but yeah th those three songs alone could sell this i would have still milked more but they they made some money off that and those are at least they're, they're a good representation of the album uh jumbo what do you think of this record um you know what i thought this was probably the best album i listened to from jimmy world man i'm gonna be honest um if you can't tell that I'm trolling, then you're fucking wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> got him! Yeah, you got me good. I, right. Yeah, Rob was like, yo, get the fuck out of here. This is some bullshit. <laughs> fuck you, I'm right, done. Show my, Mike, show my, that's the tool. I was so confused. All right. <laughs> and Rob Fortune has left the chat. <laughs> uh, dude, Big Casino is probably the only good one. I thought it was a good opener. Um, it... it, it, it they they have some good songs on here, but it's still it's like it's like a bland Jimmy Eat World. It's just like hey, we got to fill a fucking song, or we got to fill the studio uh, recommendation because if we don't, then we're gonna get sued um, for not putting out more fucking songs. And it I found it to be you know just not memorable, very unrelatable, and it's it's just not that enjoyable for me to listen to. I, and here's why: I'm a very like I'm into 
a specific niche of music, right? And I, it, it's like being gay for only the best, all right? <laughs> if that if that explains the best, that's what Louis C.K. said about fucking um about like Matthew McConaughey when he was watching Magic Mike. He's like, I'm not gonna be gay for like just some regular old, you know, some sex, you know, in in the rating of a man. I'm gonna be gay for like Channing Tatum or, or Brad Pitt or something. I'm only a fan if you have something that I I think is sounds beautiful, looks great. It's it's in every way it's gonna fucking get to me, right? So when I listen to Jimmy World, I only listen to like good sh- the the shit that I really want to listen to over and over again, like the sweetness, the middle, some of the pain. Those are some great songs that I would continue to listen to because they just they have this different feel. Everything else. It's this emo mash of just fucking sh- um, shit factory that just continues to pour, and I don't want too much of that. Don't give me eight songs that are really fucking great. Don't saturate me with sixteen shitty songs. That's all I gotta say. So one of the things is that the 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 person who we've talked about before, who they recorded the last two albums with and worked with. Uh, they, I believe, worked on maybe half of the songs here, and then they both pissed off at each other and they and Jimmy Eat World left to go work with somebody else. Um, there's a song on here called Here It Goes. And when I was like praising things like Gotta Be Somebody's Blues, where it's like, yes, that's the direction I want. Here It Goes is the fucking polar opposite of that. It sounds like an 80s uh, like synth song at points. Uh, and I, I appreciate that they're trying to do something new. I'm not in love with the song, but I could understand somebody saying like, oh, I do love that song or it's my favorite song. I could see that easily. There's another song on here called Feeling Lucky. Uh, missed opportunity of milking that as a single I would have if anything makes that song for me it's the drums uh, and the speed is actually on point there as well and it, it's like it's a bit overproduced but I feeling lucky is a song that I give a pass to and then uh, one of the last songs I want to talk about is Chase This Light which is obviously what the CD is named after uh, and the vocal harmonies I think are great on that song as well uh, I'm not in love with the song but it's one of those again that it's like it, it fits what the, the whole thing is rolling with and it, it, it moves the album along also, album artwork wise, Jomo, take a look at this. What do you what do you think of that? Oh god damn it. It's just it's it's not for look at it's where is it? It's a peacock feather. It's yeah. a peacock feather. It's some kind of feather. Yeah, oh I finally finally decided to load my message. Yeah, I, I, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. It's it's, it's boring. stupid. It's boring. like Chase's light. What does a peacock and light have to do with each other? Why don't you like do a horizon and there's like a runner in the Arizona desert? That would have made more sense. You know, get, don't just this, give that stuff away. This unprofound bullshit is just like, what's wrong with this world? This is first world album bullshit. That's what it is. I don't, I don't like it. Okay. What yeah. do you like, pussy? We'll have to discuss that later. <laughs> oh yeah, no, later on. Yeah, the old fashioned. You know, I like an old, I like an old fashioned. You know. <laughs> are, you, are you talking drink? Are you talking hand job? Oh, handy for sure. Or both. Yo. A rusty trombone. A fashion with an old fashioned. Hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, 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 how often do you think people are really giving rusty trombones? There's no way it's that. No, it's, it's never Bro. happening. No, it's if never you think happening. about like th- like random things that you might do, like standing up while banging, banging against the wall, stuff like that, maybe that's, you know, I don't know, yeah. 30%, 25%. I, maybe the- there's literally 0% of people giving a rusty trombone on earth right now that is not porn. Yes. Zero. There's I, no way someone's like, hey, let me give you a rusty trombone. Okay. Anyway, let's move. Uh, hey, <laughs> 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 
this just gone so fucking off topic and i love it um no uh i i want to agree like this wasn't my favorite album but again i think throughout the the albums the production quality has been sort of incredible incredible they 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 produce really good albums it's just it's it's a shame that sometimes some of the songs kind of throw me off a little bit but no, uh, again, it's leading into, you know, the pop rock sort of culture, but it's leaning more towards pop, I think, in this one. I felt it a little bit. But yeah, no, uh, not much to say on this one, I'm afraid. Um, I listened to it, what was it, yesterday, was at work and stuff like that. And kind of like, uh, what was it, uh, Futures, I didn't know that it had actually ended when it ended. But again, it's, I, I don't know, I just... I, I, I I liked it. It's just not my cup of tea. Yeah, it's it's not the best. And the song did so. There's one of these songs starts with finger snaps. I can't remember what happened. I don't know one of them. The song Dizzy has like a tambourine in the background, uh, which is nothing wrong with that. But they're doing all kinds of crazy shit. And then there's a song in here called Firefight. Which okay, if I if I was trying to write a song that like people would dance to on their wedding or some shit, it'd be that one. Just trying to milk again money. It's like this this is the money game. This is the money machine. That is the song that I would I would try to license out and fucking make money from uh actually that song i won't even lie though there, there are part, parts of the week where that song was stuck in my head um but it's, it's overproduced and i i don't love it again this whole album is like the ideas are here and there's some things that i really do like as a whole it's not my favorite it's probably my least favorite but um they, they put out like four albums since this i believe at least uh so I, I would like to see where they've gone because you can't really go much in the more overproduced huge wall of sound direction they're going in uh so i'd like to see where they are now uh, but it's still it's still fine it, this probably like rob I, someone said rob gave it a c it's probably around there um it's it's not bad it's just when you have something like bleed american or you have something like clarity or, or futures and then this comes out it's like it's 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 not i don't want to say it's a step down it's just noticeably different and um i i want that that darker negative type edge with that they were doing uh instead of kind of the over overdone poppy type stuff we're getting here anyway it's still great let's uh let's read uh some youtube comments get everyone's final thoughts and we'll get the fuck out of here first hands down one of the best bands to come out of the 90s you can keep your nirvana i'll take my jimmy eat world Jomo, oh, fuck! I hope that person <laughs> gets HIV today. <laughs> today, how, how dare they suck it? Suck an AZ dick right now, motherfucker! Oh no, that has pissed me right off. That all right, all right, all right. Let's let's tone it down. Oh. Let's tone it down. No, this don't tell me shit. <laughs> says, These guys are so uplifting. Next person says, "I've done my part by buying all their albums." Next person says, "I need this." And lastly, Bleed American, Chase's Light, and Future should be in everyone's collection. Okay. Is there anything that anyone would like to say about anything we've talked about today? Okay, I got to end it with this. Jimmy Eat World, there's something unoriginal about them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fucking piece of shit. All right, I'm sorry. I, uh, jefe, yeah. jefe, Jefe, Jefe. Jefe, Jefe, Jefe. Jefe. Yeah, I love it. I love this band. Features um, is a big part of, was a big part of my growing up. Clearly, if I messed up and called them alkaline trio, it's it's a positive. But uh, yeah, I love it. <laughs> that, mm, okay. <laughs> uh, did you say? So you said this is your wife's favorite band? Oh, uh, it's up there. Oh, okay. We we actually saw them a couple of years ago. It was awesome. They had uh, them in Third Eye Blind. It was a good show. Nice. Yeah, nice. we need to do Third Eye Blind at some point. 
no, we don't. Uh, where, where is a third eye blind is awesome. Fuck you. Where is uh, where, where where is this in your your favorite list, Jeff? What, what the the band or the, or this album? Yeah, the band. Yeah. Um, they're probably like my third favorite band. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, Hayden, Rob, you know, anything else you want to say? Um, I love this band. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I I like this bad uh, band, not bad, and it sort of bring back some good teenage memories. Definitely. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Uh, who is picking a band next week? Have we picked somebody? Who? Well, I I, I I think we should give a fuck you to the fans and just just let them know like you you'll find out what the band is when you find out, bitches. Like, what do you think? Oh wow. Toxic. Let's do it. Sure. <laughs> All right. Toxic. Bye, bitches. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you can't find this man, I will show you how to find this man. It is Rob Fortune. You can find him on YouTube. Go to youtube.com slash Moo with two O's slash Moo. Give him your fucking money. You can find Harley Baker. Follow him. Muse. M-U-S-E 2131 on Twitch. Subscribe to him, you fuckers. Give him some of your fucking money, too. You ain't doing shit with it anyway. And if you want to follow this man, you can find him or listen to him. You can f- listen to Jack Falcon as he's playing with Hollow Teeth. You can follow them at Hollow Teeth MA, as in the shitty state Massachusetts, on Instagram. And last but not least, if you like our episodes, please listen to them, like us, comment, subscribe, do what you want with us. Touch me in the naughty, 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 please. But I ask, so go to our YouTube slash The Bronissance and subscribe to us, comment, do what you want with us. And also, if you want bonus content, go to patreon.com slash You can find extra content there with more comedy episodes, anything that you may like about the Bronissance. Take care, enjoy your day, and have a mediocre life.